This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get oil changes for our cars to prevent bigger issues down the road. We see the doctor and go to the gym to take care of our bodies to prevent injury and disease. We do our chores regularly, some of us, to avoid a messy home. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Lavender Woman's podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash lavender. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash lavender. Welcome to the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Thank you for joining a group of people determined to become more refined, grace-filled, and graceful, purpose-filled, and purposeful. Each episode, we recite an affirmation and we plant seeds of lavender. Not sure what that means? It's simple. We take that seed of lavender, usually one word, and we water and nurture it until it takes root and begins to grow and manifest in our lives. Light a candle, rub on some essential oils, and grab a notebook. We're about to get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, CB. Let's get started. So listen, I'm super psyched, y'all, because two weeks in a row, listen, I'm on fire. I told y'all I was going to do better. I'm finally at a place in my life where I'm able to do better. I have the capacity to do better, right? The bandwidth to um, record more frequently. And so that's what we're going to do. Still not promising weekly episodes, but I will do weekly um, as I'm able to. But the goal would be um, to at least record bi-weekly, right? Because I have a lot of topics, a lot to talk about, a lot of guests that I'll be bringing on to the pod. So let's just jump right into it. The... (sighs) Feedback from last week's episode from Second Chances and Answer Prayers with my amazing and loving partner has been phenomenal. You guys really enjoyed the organic and raw conversation that we had. Um, We just really spoke from our hearts. We really shared um, with you guys how um, this process has been for us, the effect that it has had on our lives and, you know, just how we are looking forward to journeying life together. And so I guess I'm just, you know, we both are just very thankful for, um, the warmness that we received and the, um, the comments, the DMs, the text messages, like you guys, (laughs) it's been great to read your comments. Um, 
And for those who know me personally, just to see how much this relationship is just helping me to heal and thrive and just show up as my best self always. And so I'm glad that you guys see um, exactly what I feel um, being with him every single day. He is amazing and I'm grateful to have him in my life as my partner. So wherever there's like positivity, of course, there is the flip side of that. And in this case, I don't think it was negativity, but I understand people's, um, their, their questioning of, girl, aren't you scared? Like, you was with someone for 18 years. Weren't you scared to get back out there? Weren't you scared to date again? Like, how does, how are you not afraid? And the thing is, I never said I wasn't afraid. I've not once said that, you know, during this entire process, not even to him. If if we're going to be completely candid here, we're probably both a little afraid, right? Because fear is a natural response. It's a natural emotion. It's a natural reaction to um, uncertainty, right? Because we've both done this, you know, this hamster wheel dance before and we don't want to do that again, right? So there's a certain level of fear, I think, with anything that we do in life, not just new relationships or starting over. So my response to being scared is that, yeah, but life is scary, right? So, you know, we live in such a time where it's scary to go to the grocery store. It's definitely scheduled, I mean, scary to be African-American and to get pulled over by the cops. Like, that's like the scariest thing ever. Earth is scary. Like, do y'all realize how ghetto Earth is right now? Earth is mad scary. Raising kids in this cruel world is scary. There's so much to be afraid of and scared of during these times. And starting over, I'm just not going to allow that to trump all of the other things, right? I, I operate in a sense of recent season lifetime. And so we probably were dating for, I would say a month and a half before I looked, you know, I exposed our relationship to the, to the world via social media. Right. And so I know people that have been dating much longer that have still not shown their partner. That may work for them. I, on the other hand, that doesn't work for me, right? This is the person that I love, uh, that I spend time with, that I'm nurturing a relationship with. Like, at the end of the day, our relationship is, is private. We don't share all parts of it, all the moving parts. But posting him, there wasn't a, a real fear factor there, right? Because... He's not my property. He doesn't belong to me. We're choosing to do life together. So displaying our love is just that. I am hopeful that this is my person, that we will continue to do life together until the end. But we have to stop looking at people as if we own them, right? That there's some type of actual ownership there. No, we are privileged enough to share space with this person while we're here 
and everyone and everything serves a purpose. Sometimes that purpose is a specific reason. Sometimes that purpose is for a certain season in your life. And sometimes that thing or that person is for a lifetime. You don't know until you try, right? But yeah, I just, I can't allow that to hinder or to interfere with what we're building and what we're nurturing over here. And the thing about starting over, and this is what I know for for certain, God will put you back together in front of the people who broke you. You got to believe me when I tell you that. God will put you back together, all your broken pieces, all your shattered pieces. He will put you back together right in front of the people who broke you. I believe that the hardest pill I had to swallow last year was just to let things be, right? To release control of everything, to let things be, to let people go. Don't fight for closure and do not chase answers. It is what it is. If you are, you know, uh, blessed enough to receive closure or answers, that's great. I'm glad that happened for you. But in the case that you didn't or you don't ever get them, listen, it's okay. It is okay. You can move forward without those things, right? You can heal without an apology. You can move forward without closure. So the thing about fear that hindered me for so long is me being afraid to admit to myself that I wanted a different life. And I'm pretty sure so many of you can relate to that. Wanting a different life but being terrified by it. Wanting a different life but it just being too scary to seem like it was feasible or reachable. Yeah, me too. And the thing about it is that Fear won't always go away. And sometimes you have to do things scared. Sometimes you have to speak up with your voice trembling, your knees buckling. Because at the end of the day, you really don't learn a lot from winning. You get most of your experience and your wisdom from your failures. And you can't fail unless you try. So don't let fear stop you. From trying. That's with going up for a promotion, applying for a job that you may feel you don't qualify for, starting a new relationship, um, setting boundaries with family members and friends. Like whatever that thing is that has you scared is even more the reason why you should do it. It's trying to push you out of your comfort zone. It's attempting to take you to the next level. And we're not going to let fear get in the way of that. In regards to moving on and and starting a new relationship, right? Um, after, especially after a long term, long term failed relationship, right? It's so easy to settle. It's much easier to settle than to really put in the work to find something substantial. And I think for women in particular, when we move on, we can sometimes have a fear of being stigmatized. You know, we have this fear of being judged like, wow, she moved on quickly. But who who's that? Who can determine that but you? People don't know the work that you're doing behind the scenes. People don't know. 
the nights that you set up and cry, people don't know what you've gone through, right? So I think sometimes we wait or even we settle for the fear of being judged and stigmatized. And I feel like women get judged more harshly in that area than men. And it's, it's, it's very biased and it's very um, unfortunate. But only you can determine when you're ready to move on, when you've done the work that's necessary for you to begin your healing journey. Because I also don't believe that you have to be completely healed to move on, right? But I do believe that you do need to be actively pursuing your healing and actively doing the work. Because healing is linear. It never, you never fully arrive. You continue. It's continuous, right? So don't settle just because. You know, we, we choose partners out of love or, or loneliness. So being aware of where you are is super important. Super, super important. And, you know, I'll give you like some examples of women being stigmatized from moving on. And also I'll give you an example of what settling looks like. And these are going to be celebrity examples, right? And I know sometimes celebrity examples don't necessarily correlate with, you know, our day-to-day -day lives. But I believe that the people that I'm about to mention is someone that we are, that are well known, that we all know, and that we can find some slither of resemblance in their scenarios compared to our real lives. So when I look at the stigmatization of women who move on quickly or who just move on in general because they know what they want and that person is not offering that or whatever reason they decide to leave, right? Or to move on. I think Lori Harvey is infamous for this. She's judged so harshly for moving on when something or someone no longer serves her. But how many of us know that if we had a little bit more of Lori in us, we would likely be in different relationships and possibly could be healthier and happier. I'm not encouraging people to give up early or to, to not fight for their love, right? But you also know when something isn't for you. You also know when you've fought all you can fight. You've all, you, you know when you've given your all, right? And we stay. I'm guilty of it. Staying past the expiration date. I'm guilty of being comfortable and moving on with, with uproot that familiarity that I have. I'm guilty of that, right? But the way that men and women talk about Lori is in such a negative context. And it's like, I salute the girl. She's young. And she's like, no, nah, this ain't for me. I'm going I'm gonna to keep it moving. And like, if we did that, <laughs> if I did that, you know, 20 years ago in the relationship prior to my ex-husband, oh my God, I couldn't, I can barely imagine what my life would look like now, you know? But I, I stayed through a very toxic relationship and I toughed it out and I did all the things to try to prove myself worthy. Yeah, and all I received from that relationship was PTSD. 
Like we all need a certain percentage of Lori. It's healthy. It's good. And again, these are my opinions. I'm not a psychiatrist, a psychologist. I'm not a professional. I'm just telling you that these are the things that I am there aware of that had I done differently would have drastically changed my life. So in the fear of, you know, the spirit of settling, rather, we're going to talk about Diddy and his previous girlfriend, Cassie. You know, she was once a a singer. She was signed to the Bad Boy record label. They dated for what seemed like an eternity. She gave Diddy her youth. Because Diddy was already over the hill when they got together. Diddy had grown children when they got together. This young girl had no children. She gave this man her youth. She put up with everything that we know about. And I'm pretty sure a lot of things that we don't know about. And Diddy is still Diddying. To this day. To this day. Diddy is out here Diddying. And Cassie has moved on. She started over after a public breakup. She started over. I don't know much about her current life because it's not any of my business. But from what she shows us, the little slithers of her life that we are privy to, she's married. She has two beautiful children. I'm pretty sure she couldn't envision that with Diddy. And how exhausting and unfair is it to be in a dead-end relationship? You have hopes and dreams and goals that your partner is just not even capable of giving. Capable of fulfilling. So listen. I want us to change our mindsets when it comes to starting over. And this is not just in relationship. This is in careers. This is in our health. This is across the board with any and everything. This episode is geared more towards relationship because this is a piggyback to last week's episode. And I think what we need to do first is to eliminate scarcity mindset. For me, what I've learned throughout this journey is that my fear isn't about the other person. My fear is about me. And I'm vocal with my partner about that. I'm I'm able to share with him that, you know, I'm scared I'm going to mess this up. You know, my trauma, my anxiety, you know, the things that I still have my wall up about. I'm afraid of me, not afraid of him. I'm afraid of, you know, blowing this, jacking this up, ruining this thing that we have, this good thing, this healthy thing, this happy thing, right? My fear isn't really about him. It's about myself, 
So if you're looking to start a new relationship, if you're looking to move on, there are some questions that we must ask ourselves. Number one, am I emotionally available for a relationship? Listen, people, relationships is more than the physical. Relationships are more than the cute little date nights that we post to Instagram. But are you emotionally available for a relationship? Are you emotionally available? Are you emotionally intelligent? Are you emotionally stable enough to go into a partnership with another person right now? Only you can answer that question. Just be honest and truthful with yourself. The second question would be, Am I aware of my triggers? Am I aware of how they show up in my relationships? You know, my my partner is the, the most gentle, loving person ever. And one day he said something jokingly. And that was a trigger for me. And he didn't know that. And, you know, and so going back to the first question, am I emotionally available? I had to be emotionally mature enough to say, hey, babe, I know that, you know, we were talking about this and you said this jokingly, but that was really triggering for me. And let me tell you why. And immediately he understood. And immediately we had a conversation around that trigger. Some of us fly off at the handle and we're cussing people out and we're throwing stuff across the room. We're triggered. You don't even know it. You're just having a nervous system response that you haven't quite figured out how to handle. The next question to ask yourself is, do I really like this person? Like, am I choosing this person because I'm bored, I'm lonely, I don't have anything to do? Or am I really invested into what this could be? I get it. The pandemic has been freaking ghetto. For those of us who have been single during this process, I understand the loneliness. Trust me. But just be certain that you are not choosing a person out of loneliness and that you're actually choosing them because you really like them. And you want to see what can happen when you are both invested. So overall, this was a a, a really quick, like impromptu follow-up to last week's episode. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I probably should have said this in the beginning. Please stop, pause, go back and listen to the episode and then catch back up with us this week, right? Because this is like the continuation of that conversation. And last week, I didn't provide a meme, an affirmation, or a seed of lavender because the goal of that episode was simply to have a candid conversation with the love of my life and to, you know, finally introduce him to the community, to the platform. But I couldn't allow that to happen two weeks in a row. So we're going to get right into it. So I saw me. For my new listeners, you know, each episode I 
scour the internet and the social media platforms looking for memes that relate to the topic in which we are speaking about. This week, I found a meme that reads, I really want black women to start saying out loud, this isn't enough for me. Say it more often. Say it in friendships, relationships, on the job, at the subway, everywhere. We deserve so much more. Do not be afraid to go after more. Do not be scared to pursue God's best for your life. Do not let that fear and scarcity mindset prevent you from having the best, living in the best, driving the best, loving the best. That ends today. We're not gonna allow fear to rule our lives. The affirmation for this week I am worthy of the best. And I will start over as often as I need to. You have the freedom to reinvent yourself over and over and over again. You have the right to walk away when things ain't thinging no more. This is your life. You get to write your story. You are the author and the narrator of your life. Of course, in <laughs> partnership with our higher source, right? Whoever you believe in, however you call their name. The seed of lavender for this week is worthiness. You can't have any of this until you know you're worthy of it. Until you know you deserve it. And for those who have lived a very challenging life like myself, I know it's like, but I've been through this and I've done this and I've had to, I've experienced this. You're still worthy. You'll always be worthy. That's your birthright. I don't know if you can hear the birds chirping outside, y'all, but the, even the birds are agreeing with me that, listen, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. You can do it. Take it from someone who's actively doing it. That's all I have for you this week. I hope that you've enjoyed this very short episode. I hope that you were able to take something away from it. I hope that you share it with someone that you feel may need it. And they share it with someone else that may need it. And that it reaches the masses and that it connects with whomever it was meant for. I'm going to try to keep this thing consistent, y'all. Have so many 
so many great topics and guests coming up. Stay locked in. Stay tapped in. Go on to Apple Podcasts. Give this podcast a five-star rating. It helps us be more visible on the app. And just share it with everyone you know and love. We're going to new heights this year. Y'all stay tapped in. Take care of yourself and each other. Peace.